Hey friend, welcome to Away From The Bench, where we explore how on earth researchers are attempting to remain productive in unproductive circumstances, maintain their positivity and look after themselves and their family during uncertain times. Today I've got a conversation I had with Rachel Strickman, a research associate at the University of Washington in Seattle, recorded on the 26th of March. We talk about trying to keep her experiments going as a key worker, embracing and benefiting from the plethora of remote meetings now available, and likening working from home with kids to all the battles in Lord of the Rings rolled into one. I hope you enjoy it. Hi, Rachel. How are you today? Uh, I'm doing all right, David. Thanks for having me on your podcast. A pleasure, an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Um, Let's just uh, set the scene for anybody that actually ends up listening to this. Uh, Can you um, tell me where you are right now, either in the world or in your country or even just in your house? Uh, Well, I'm in Seattle, Washington in northwest United States. Um, So that's sort of the first city where the coronavirus really became... Uh, problematic. My parents call it the Wuhan of North America. Um, so I'm at home today. Um, so I'm in the upstairs spare room looking out at my neighbor's house on a brick wall, basically. Oh, um, I-, I was about to ask if you had a nice view, but then you... you- well, there are some flowering trees. So, you know... <laughs> Um, it looks like the sun's shining. Is the weather quite nice today in Seattle or is it a typical Pacific Northwest day? Uh, it's cloudy today, but it has been beautiful, beautiful spring weather, um, which has been kind of bizarre, like all this disaster with the pandemic um, and uh, uh, all this sort of problems in society and problems in work and problems in my own life all happening in the context of this like just gloriously beautiful springtime weather has been a little bit a little bit uh, surreal i think i can sympathize you guys have a have quite a, a similar kind of maritime climate sometimes to to scotland um you, you don't get much of a of a, a snowy winter you get a lot of rain up there don't you yeah i got um, a great um, imagination okay. <laughs> And um, we certainly, the past kind of five days, have had a lot of uh, sun and, and pleasant weather as well. It's been nice to get out into the garden. It's made a bit of a difference. So I can uh, I can sympathise with with the the uh, the paradoxical weather. Um, how's your day going so far? It's like what just after midday for you, or it is, or yeah, um, yeah. So How, today, how's your morning been? Uh, today's been quite a quite a nice day. Um, so um, my situation is that I'm also essential personnel at the university. I'm the only person in my research group who is designated essential personnel because I work with living organisms. Um, so I've just come off four days, including the weekend of um, long days in the lab where I'm doing not only my own job, but the jobs of my re- two research assistants who can no longer come in to work. So for me, this is like a very welcome day kind of off, although I'm still doing work things, but at least I don't have to race off to the lab this morning. Um, so that's been, that's been really nice. 
cool to to touch on your work there. Can you can you just describe briefly, maybe in a nutshell, what what you you do, what your field of research is? Yeah, for sure. So I'm a postdoc at the University of Washington. Um, I'm a mercury biogeochemist, and I'm studying the transformations of mercury in the soil surrounding rice plants, which is a very important compartment in the methylmercury cycle. Um, as your listeners probably know, methylmercury is a potent neurotoxin, and it's formed by um, the actions of bacteria in um, anoxic environments, and from there it, uh, so wet environments basically, so from there it accumulates into the food chain, and relatively recent evidence shows us that this pathway of accumulation also includes rice, as well as fish, which is what most people are probably super familiar with, That's so this right. is obviously like of great concern, because rice is such an absolutely fundamentally important staple crop for so many people. And this then has implications in like mercury accumulation in our diets, for example, yes. would that be correct? Yes, yeah, in so, the rice. Yeah. In the, I mean, my work is directly relevant to the rice, uh, the methylmercury burden of the rice. So I'm uh, working in a more sort of basic science part of this problem, trying to understand how much, how, how mercury, methylmercury is formed and also degraded in the soil around the rice plants in response to um, the supply of organic carbon that leaks out of the plant roots and also the supply of oxygen that is released by plant roots um, in these anoxic environments. All plants do this. They release some some oxygen in order to um, keep their metabolism and their roots going. Um, so don't want to get too much of a deep dive into methylmercury biogeochemistry, but from what we know in other environments, it's likely that the Increased supply of carbon will be increasing mercury methylation, but the increased yeah. oxygen will be decreasing mercury methylation. Oh, okay, got you. I so, understand. Um, and I uh, in terms of methylmercury degradation, we're not quite sure what's going to happen. So I'm uh, I've set up a controlled experiment where I alter the oxygen and carbon supply into rice of to rice plants, and I'm mm. uh, going to let the two processes duke it out, and we'll see which one wins. So those are those are still ongoing experiments at the moment. Then. They are. Your lab they are. hasn't yes, shut been, down completely. It's been a very demanding experiment to to set up, to develop all the equipment that's needed to mm -hmm. uh, make these adjustments to the rhizosphere, which uh, the flooded rhizosphere, which is a very difficult compartment to work in. Um, so, and I finally, uh, I actually had to rerun this project because it uh, there were some problems in the first try. So this is my second try. Um, and this is really, uh, practically speaking, my last chance to run this experiment because I'm out of money and I'm out of time on my grant. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, this is a very yeah, yeah, yeah. for me. Yeah, that, that's pretty stressful. You know, I can think for a lot of people, this, um, you know, the issues alongside coronavirus have come at, it's never a perfect time for these kind of things to no, happen. No, no, but yeah, this has been really bad time for me, professionally speaking. To to help um, to help me out anyway. So this is the twenty sixth of March. What's the state of play, so to speak, in in Seattle or in your um, research institute or university? Are you allowed to work there? Are you limited to key workers? Has everybody been told to work from home? Are you stuck in your house? Um, so from the perspective of the university, they've been a little bit ahead of the curve in terms of, uh, like aggressively encouraging everyone possible to stay home. They shut down classes, mm. gee, three weeks ago. Um, so they moved everybody to distance learning three weeks ago and they've been discouraging people from coming in. And just yesterday they said that like, right, nobody but essential personnel is going to be allowed to come in. Everybody has to stay home. Um, so the campus has been, you know, still buzzing along and it's going to stop buzzing 
yeah, uh, starting yeah. starting yesterday. Um, in terms of like confined to your house, they haven't gone as far here um, as in other cities. There's um, it's not exactly a shelter in place order; it's a stay at home order um, mm-hmm. that stops short of assigning legal penalties to leaving your house. I think, but yeah, yeah, it's kind a, of str- a, str- Strong advice, isn't yes, it? Yes, strong, strong, strong advice. And I, I might be wrong about that. There might be some kind of legal penalties, and everyone's just like, yeah, yeah. Lots of businesses are shut. Um, the restaurants and cafes are still open, but only for takeout. Um, yeah, so that's yeah, the situation can... we were in, maybe like last Thursday or Friday, so yeah. like a week ago. Now that's kind of what was going on. Have here. they shut them down now? Uh, yes, from I think like Monday or Tuesday. A lot of like restaurants. Um, that didn't have takeout facilities, then managed to shift to takeout to try and keep some income going, but then on Monday just shut completely. Right. Um, so you can still get takeout and stuff like that. Yeah, but um, that's what happened. So we're, uh, it sounds like we're about like a week ahead in those kind of that context anyway. Um, so to give us some comparison then, um, can you maybe quickly describe what uh, a normal day or week would be like for you? Are you managing? Uh, cells or plants or that kind of stuff? And do you do a lot of work at, do you have an office space that you usually work at? Um, yeah, so I work with plants. Um, so they have a, my experiment is set up at a greenhouse facility. Um, and then I have um, all of the, the facility where I do the ancillary analyses and prepare the equipment, which is a pretty significant job in itself, just cleaning everything and preparing everything for working in this anoxic environment without contaminating my system with oxygen is pretty demanding. So that's somewhere else. So um, uh, I do have an office space there. Um, but in practice, I spend a lot of time just sort of shuttling between the lab space and the greenhouse space. Um, and I also, I always used to work from home quite a lot. Um, because I have two two young children, um, yeah, and I just you know if it's possible to write and work from home, I, I would rather you know spend a little time with them versus just being gone yeah. all day. Um, okay, okay, yeah. So the other thing that's happened, I mean, for for us is that uh, my parents were the were like really involved in taking care of my kids. That's why we moved yeah. to Seattle to get that that uh, family help. And then with the coronavirus and the you know they're they're old enough that they're in the um, the vulnerable, uh, age group. And also my dad, like just like the day before the, the outbreak was like his, uh, potentially pretty serious health problem for him has come up. Yeah. Um, so yeah. my family has been dealing with that stress as well as just trying to keep the kids away from their grandparents. Um, yeah. and also just that loss of the, that, that childcare, um, yeah. has yeah. really added to my stress. So, yeah, the- I, that's that's something I think a lot of people are 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 being faced with. Um, yeah, you see a lot of people are like, "Great, working from home. Here's a bunch of books or films that yeah. I can watch or catch up on this." And yeah. you know, I think um, I I don't think there's enough. Yeah, you know, or you can talk to parents and they're like, "I'm getting nothing mm. done here." And you know what it is? Are, it's yeah. like it's like the difference between. The bridge of the Starship Enterprise, where everything's calm and nice, and Data has come up with the answer, and they're just working on their beautiful computers. That's working from home without children. Working from yeah. home with children is like a battle scene with orcs. 
in Lord of the Rings and the bit where they're or, like screaming death yeah. and you know they're just charging into impossible odds and they know they're going to be defeated ah, by yeah. the enemy in this shattered hellscape of productivity it's just yes yeah. Yes, yep. and I've I've yeah, seen some some um, universities and and research institutes have been quite supportive of this and and basically said kind of in public we don't expect you to get anything done at all um, yeah. and other other universities have been like yeah you know we've got um, we've got this ref kind of due later you know you got to mm-hmm. keep keep pushing guys and um, yeah review this yeah, proposal review these papers let's keep everything ticking this over kind of stuff yeah I mean on the um, one hand that's nice but on the other hand I think we should be giving like just much more generous extensions to deadlines absolutely it's unhelpful because I I think you know it's it's a massive change to go from um you know working from home but with childcare to working. Yeah trying to work from home without it it's yeah. it's 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 really very very challenging um especially since we love our kids so much yeah yeah <laughs> you sure you don't want to and i mean with little preschoolers or with your little baby boy there's there's no way you can just buy them off with a bunch of screen time and a lot of puzzle books and things which i think is what you can do with older kids with certain ages yeah uh, like yeah a little you, um, you had a two and a half year old you just have to be making sure he's not Putting the house the down, something like that. So um, you touched on it briefly. How uh, I want to talk about what your day is like now, like in the past week. If you're a kind of designated key worker for your for your is it your lab or your building? Anyway, you've you've probably taken on a bunch of extra responsibilities with that. Would that be correct? Uh, no, I've actually been spared from that, which I am really okay. grateful for. I was afraid that might happen. Uh, there's been one other person at the greenhouse facility who's been designated as essential personnel, and she's keeping other people's much less demanding experiments ticking over, watering them, and that kind of thing. They, they're p- other most okay. of the other people there are doing things that are less require less hands-on manipulation. Um, so I managed to get the essential status because I'm like, yeah, it's no way another person could do this. This is this is easily two and, days of work. If you week. can't if you can't get this this experiment or your current experiments done, then it's it's a waste of time, money, and yeah. will no doubt impact quite heavily on 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 you know your future to an extent. Yeah, yeah. So I'm spared taking care of other people's work. The issue is more that I used to have two research assistants. And uh, now they are no longer coming to work. So I'm uh, mm-hmm. having to do their routine tasks as well. Um, so, yeah, this last week, as I, uh, I'm not sure if I mentioned it um, in our conversation here, but I'm coming up on a really key part of the experiment. So there's a really um, demanding, like, nine days of sample collection. And I've just come up with four of them. So for that time, like, the only way we were able to make it work with the childcare problems is my husband too, has taken some vacation from work. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he's going to have to take more, um, in order to, to allow me to be offsite for that amount of time. And then after that work is done, I'm going to have to redesign the, to redesign the manipulations a little bit so that I can do the work on the weekends. Just on. Got you. Got you. Yeah. So, so that kind of leads into what I wanted to talk about next, which is perhaps a slightly silly question that, you know, what have you, since you realized that you were going to have, you know, you were going to have to kind of either stop working or it was going to have to change due to the coronavirus situation. What have you kind of proactively changed about how you work? Or is it more about kind of just trying to cope day to day with the getting your work done and your kind of childcare and stuff like that? Yeah, I, I would say it was just lurching from crisis to crisis, 
for yeah. me. Um, I have had a few corners I, I think that's a, experimentally. I think that's speaking. a great. I think that's a great answer. I think a lot of people talk about you know how how they've managed to kind of eke out a little bit of time here and there, but I think the vast majority of people are just trying to get yeah. you know through the yeah. day. And for me, it's been very um, it, before this sample drive where my husband's taken time off. My workday was very much dictated by his workday, um, which in turn was dictated by his company's decision to keep uh, working business as usual with a ton of in-person meetings. Or, well, obviously they were over Zoom, uh, over over the internet, but um, you know, a ton of FaceTime meetings. Um, which I have to say, I feel like was an inconsiderate decision of that company to just think yeah. that people would be able to carry on as usual. Yeah. So I was just trying to take care of the kids, stop them burning anything down and just in whatever scrap of time I could get, just try to keep my work moving forward. Yeah. 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 I think, um, I think a lot of people are, are, are in that situation. Yeah. But they're perhaps not quite as vocal about it. Um, because they got no time, no time to tweet about these kind of things. Yeah, I've noticed that. Twitter's um, a lot more quiet. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's changed quite a lot. Um, uh, so my next kind of thing I was thinking about was that how the changes you've made to your work. Like I said, I think, you know, I think you're quite interesting because you still are working under these conditions, but how, how they've affected, um, your personal life. What do you think? What do you think? Do you have, do you find you have less time at home now because you've got more work to squeeze into the day or you more anxiety about oh, yes. just about everything? Absolutely. More anxiety and more and more stress, like absolutely across the board. It's been really, I, I, which is for me, for me personally, it's been very much compounded by my dad's health problems. I think I would not. I think I would be coping better if that wasn't simultaneously happening for us at the same time. Um, so I'm not sure how relevant that is. Well, I hope that's not relevant to too many of your listeners. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and, and lastly, before we kind of finish up with some lighthearted, um, chat, if, if we, if, and when we get beyond, beyond, uh, the current coronavirus situation and we return to what I've got in inverted commas as, as a normal, do you think we'll experience <laughs> a new normal? Um, and what, what do you think? you might take from this current experience into this new normal or what do you think your colleagues might take because this is as much about how they work and we work as a kind of research community you know you'll obviously have noticed that you know I'd never heard of Zoom before this kind of yeah. all started. Next thing I know, everybody seems to be using it. Yeah, I like Zoom. We were using it beforehand, but mm, they yeah, sponsor the I, podcast. And, and, <laughs> and there's always been, you know, the conversation of how do how do kind of uh, people with um, dependents with kids how do they manage to attend kind of meetings abroad throughout the year and this kind of stuff. So, there, you know, do you think researchers are finding a newfound way to kind of communicate and maybe maybe the online world isn't so bad? And, and what do you think about kind of that? What might you take from this yeah. current situation into a new normal? Well, I'd love to think that that would be true, that people would be more open to this kind of remote meetings um, mm. and things. And um, one thing I have I have enjoyed is, uh, like, as you say, with kids, it's hard to attend a lot of things. Um, or basically anything. Um, and lots of organizations are now um, holding events over Zoom. And lo and behold, yeah. all of a sudden, I can actually attend things yeah. <laughs> at my synagogue and so on. I can actually go to them. And that's pretty exciting Brilliant. for me. Um, mm -hmm. And I mean, one thing I would hope I might be able, I mean, 
I'm, I don't have the time to do this now, but I have uh, colleagues that I can't, I don't see very often, but I have a great relationship with them when I do see them. Like uh, it's become sort of a sort of a thing here to have a zoom coffee date where you just yeah. have a zoom meeting just socially. And I'm like, well, you know, really there's no reason why I shouldn't reach out to this person in Oregon or this other person in Spain. And, and there's no reason why we shouldn't have a social interaction once in a while that doesn't involve flying around the world to meet. Especially since at at the moment we know that they're sitting in their office or in their house with kids climbing over them. Yep. (laughs) Yes, we do. So if, if that, if that became a thing that, that people were willing to do and to incorporate, um, I think that would be, that would be really nice. That would be a nice. I think so. I agree with you. I agree with you. And uh, let's, let's, let's wrap things up on that, that positive note. A few, Final uh, quick fire questions that I really love to ask uh, people in any conversation. Um, you can answer the next first one in two ways. What was the last meal you ate and what are you having for dinner tonight? Last meal I ate? It's probably uh, lunch for you. I mean, no, I haven't had lunch yet. Um, I mean, I, I had pancakes for breakfast with my sons. Oh, really? So, uh, Oh, that, that's uh, amazing. Yeah, with maple syrup or a little bit of bacon on the side? Just uh, Brown sugar and butter. Oh my that's goodness! That's what they like. That's, that's Virals, yeast-raised pancakes. And and can you can you think far enough ahead to think what you might have for dinner tonight? Um, let's see. We ate up the fish last night. Um, I imagine it'll probably be pasta of some sort. Brilliant! A safe pair of hands when there's kids in the house. I'm imagining it's some kind of pasta. Good, and you can still get pasta in your shops. <laughs> Yes, so there was there was a run on the shops, um, and they've now restocked. So um, brilliant! Yeah, you can even get toilet paper now. Oh, hooray! Mm. <laughs> um, have you got any time for um, a bit of TV or Netflix, or do you do you find time for reading or anything like that? Um, I mean, I um, I'm in the middle of a lot of lab work, so um, very, yeah, very routine, boring lab work. But I have been watching a little bit of Netflix as I screw caps onto hundreds of bottles. That what uh, what would you what would you choose? What's on Netflix at the moment? Uh, I've for been you? watching. I'm not okay with this. That oh, okay, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Highly recommend. On the other hand, perhaps not if you're working alone in a deserted facility. And, <laughs> Might um, have been a and- mistake. And since your son Danny is very keen to get in on the chat, um, what's his favourite book at the moment or cartoon on TV? What's your favourite show? It's Supercars. Supercars, not Octonauts? No. Oh, I've heard Octonauts is very popular. It is good. I like Octonauts. Supercars. I'll have to you i've got i've got one other question actually here for you um a note i wrote down you seem a good person to ask do you ever get any any tips for um uh looking after your kids at home um since they're around a lot more now with the lack of childcare? how do you keep them entertained um so that we spend a lot of time in the backyard um which we're we're fortunate enough to have a backyard um, so I've lowered my standards about um, how dirty I'm okay with them getting in the backyard. Uh, there yeah. is quite a lot of television watching around here. Yeah. So there's a lot of TV. Um, and I have been checking out, um, I mean, it's just another kind of screen time, right? But uh, educational apps 
for my older son. So he yeah. gets he gets a lot of fun, and I, I think it's you know doing him a little good with his learning to read. Um, so we like Khan yeah. Academy kids. He gets fun. He gets uh, that'll buy me a good half an hour. <laughs> That's that's long enough. That's long enough. Yeah, that's that's pretty um, good there. Wonderful. Uh, once again, Rachel, thank you so much for your time. Um, I I really appreciate it. It's been really good to hear about uh, what's going on in in Washington State in Seattle. Um, about your work and about how on earth uh, you've uh, been surviving the past the past week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for talking with me. It was really, it was really interesting. And uh, yeah, best of luck to you and to your family. Great. Great. See you later. See you later. again. Thanks for sticking around this long. I hope to keep these conversations relatively bite-sized for your consumption. If you want to get in touch about anything we've talked about or with any comments, you can find us on Twitter at at AFTB underscore podcast. Enjoy the rest of your day and have an amazing week. Folks.